Take a seat, young Skywalker. something good welcome back to another episode of the barber's chair i'm your host austin maddox and this particular episode is one i'm very excited about there's some that may not be excited about it simply because of the nature of it because today we're talking all about the nfl draft and there's a lot of people that really don't care about the nfl draft they just want to watch football but the nfl draft and the offseason and building the roster is part of football. And it's a part I've always enjoyed. You know, growing up, I would always play uh, Madden video game. And uh, I would go on the the franchise mode and uh, I would um, build rosters. And I had some, some incredibly talented teams, won many championships, set all kinds of records. Uh, there's some that claim that I did it on rookie level or that I beefed up my players while... Uh, turning the the opponents down but there's no conclusive evidence for that uh nevertheless building the roster is to me almost as much fun as watching the games itself uh obviously watching the games is is top but uh almost as entertaining is building the roster so the draft is on thursday and uh, i just absolutely can't wait to see where all my favorite college players are going to end up. Uh, and of course, I'm watching my Colts very closely. I am a huge Indianapolis Colts fan for any uh, that don't know. So I'm, uh, they don't have a first round pick. So the first round, and this is, this is how it generally goes for those that don't know, the first round of the NFL draft is one full night and each team gets uh, a 10 minute time slot to pick their player. Now, sometimes they get, uh, they do it in less time, uh, but it's it's all almost always within that 10-minute time slot. There can be trades up and down, and depending on the value of each pick, each uh, sol uh, selection in the draft has a particular value, or if there's a player that you really like, some teams may opt for the player over the draft capital. There's, there's a whole science to it. Um, so that's the first night. The second night is rounds two and three, and the time limit is a little bit shorter. I forget whether, I think it may be eight minutes, something of that kind. I don't remember off the top of my head. But the final day uh, is rounds four through seven. So there's a lot of picks uh, on that particular day, and it's uh, a five minutes apiece, I believe. So there's, there's a lot of transactions that happen. Um, there's a lot of, lot of things going back and forth. And if you are a diehard fan of a particular team, then you want to uh, uh, pay very close attention to whatever it is that's going on because you never know what's going to change your franchise. Looking back, uh, you might see you know, some player that goes 
way in the in the late rounds that no one had any value on uh, turns out to be your superstar and suddenly your team looks uh, like geniuses whereas uh, there's a lot of people that take players that turn out to be absolute busts that never uh, do anything in their careers and, and they of course look uh, very foolish in doing so. So the draft is more or less a, a hit and mit, hit and miss process anyway. There's no there are very few surefire players who you know are going to pan out. So uh, all it is is potential. And one person I heard described it as this is the time where almost all 32 teams win. There's no actual losers per se. There's some people that might view it as losing if, if the team doesn't get the player that they thought that they should get. But at that moment in time, you can have... Uh, teams that are horrible teams um, that may have only won one or two games in the year, but you feel like you've won something huge if they finally get that player that uh, might turn their franchise around. And it's all about potential. That player may do absolutely nothing. But in that moment, it feels like your team won. And that's kind of the magic of it. Uh, because you, you get to think about how they're going to interact with the quarterback that you have, uh, or with the, the coach or the uh, defensive line or, or whatever the case might be, uh, whatever position they are and wherever they go. And, um, you know, there's players that we root for because we've watched them in college. Uh, I'm a Alabama Crimson Tide fan. I'm also an IU fan. I, I don't want that to get lost here, but IU is not really known for their football program. I, I don't even know if there's any IU players that are coming out in the draft, to be honest with you. So, um, a few years ago, I jumped on the Bama bandwagon, and it, it served me pretty well, um, you know, up to this point, I, I have to say. The very first game I became a Bama fan was, uh, I was living in Mississippi at the time, and I was trying to decide, I, I knew if I was going to live down there, I needed to get involved in SEC football, and there were uh, many people uh, that I went to church with that were either Mississippi State fans or Ole Miss fans, and I wasn't really uh, too keen on, on any of those programs, didn't see the upside. Um, and I guess this must have been about 2017, and I went over to the Culbertsons' house, uh, who are huge Bama fans, and the game just so happened to be Alabama versus Ole Miss, and Alabama won that day 66-3. to And I thought to myself, you know, it's not going to be so bad to be a Bama fan. And thus I jumped on the bandwagon and have rode it out ever since, uh, have watched them win a, a national championship and lose a national championship. Uh, this past year was a, a brutal year for them because they didn't even get into the playoffs, um, although there's many programs that feel that sting. Uh, Bama is is not quite used to it. So uh, I do watch the Bama players closely, and I'm interested to see where they go. I'm projecting there's probably going to be at least five or six that go in the first round, um, and maybe upwards to ten or so that um, are taken in, in the first two rounds. So that is going to be very intriguing to me. Those are the players that I'm rooting for. So it's going to be heartbreaking if one of those players ends up going to a team that I absolutely loathe, such as the New England Patriots, 
Um, yeah, it's pretty much just the Patriots. If a player goes, uh, a Bama player goes to the Patriots, it's it's going to be rough. It's going to be a very difficult uh, thing. I, I will get over it, but I'm really hoping that that doesn't happen. I am hoping that my Indianapolis Colts will select a Bama player um, in the second or third round, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. So coming up is our guest interview with Jason Kuhn. Now, Jason is a, uh, a bigger football nerd than I am, and he's prepared his, uh, his mock draft. I've got a mock draft. He's got a two-round mock draft. I only did the first round. So he is ready to go. He is a huge LSU uh, football fan as well as a Dallas Cowboy fan. So um, the Bama-LSU rivalry has been one that has went on for quite some time. Uh, for any that may not know, for those that do know, they know the intensity of it. So uh, we should have some spirited conversation, and we look forward to that. All in good fun, of course. And uh, we're going to get his takes on what might happen uh, Thursday uh, on the first round of the draft and then the next day in the second round. Uh, we'll just see what happens. But uh, stick around. We're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, this is The Barber's Chair. Joined today by Jason Kuhn, avid uh, LSU football fan and Dallas Cowboy football fan. Uh, how you doing today, Jason? I am doing great. School is done. Hey, uh, you can't get much better than that, right? Oh, no. Got the draft coming up. I got made fun of by my family because I was singing it's the most wonderful time of the year whenever I saw a draft commercial yesterday. <laughs> uh, but I did promise that I wouldn't put up my NFL tree yet. <laughs> well, well, that's that's. wait, you have an NFL tree? Not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. Well... Uh, let me know who your NFL tree guy is, because I would, I'd like to have one myself and, uh, you know, decorate oh, yeah. it in, in such fashion. Oh, yeah. The, the star on the top is just perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it would be for you. Uh, other teams might, might change it. Uh, honestly, what would the Browns put on top of their tree? Oh, just... Uh... Probably a paper bag. A <laughs> paper <laughs> Most likely. Oh, man. It is. It, this is... I'm almost excited... More excited about this than I am the Super Bowl. Although the Super Absolutely. Bowl was... Absolutely. The Super Bowl was really exciting, of course, because the Chiefs were in it. And uh, this is my first year in Missouri, so there was a, a lot of buzz around town about the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl. But... Um, but yeah, I guess it's just from a lack of sports in general. This is just uh, out of this world. I'm so excited. Absolutely. I was I was getting made fun of last night for being so excited for the draft. And, and I, I told my brother, I said, everything's gotten canceled. We can't do it. We can't even go to the park anymore. <laughs> we All we have is the draft. <laughs> Nature's be been canceled. excited for the draft. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's no movies, you know. You know, in the absence of football, or I guess for you, you, you like baseball, so there's there's probably not a particularly dull time of the year for you. Nope. Nope. Well, year round. Well, lucky you, I guess. But uh, <laughs> okay, so now I will say uh, we probably better have this discussion beforehand. 
uh, I have seen a couple of polls that have been put out. One by uh, Colin Cowherd uh, and the other by uh, First Take or something of that nature. Oh, First Take. Oh. Yeah. And the, the topic was, who was the better quarterback, Tua or Joe Burrow? Yeah. Now, on... Colin Cowherd's, it was Joe Burrow, 60% to 40. Mm-hmm. On first take, it was Tua, 52 to 48%. First take is Stephen A. Smith, right? Uh, I think so, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's him and, uh, oh, who's the other guy? Uh, I don't know, just the, the, the spare guy to take Stephen A.'s beating. <laughs> Whoever the, uh, uh, Max Kellerman. Isn't that the guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what thank you? Well, you know, I'd like to say that I'm completely unbiased. Right. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go with Burrow. Now, I, I do think that there are two separate discussions that can happen with this. Who was better in college and who do you think is going to be better in the NFL? Correct. Um, I I swing toward Bur- Burrow on both of them, mm-hmm. and and that's a lot more controversial when it comes to college because Tua was around for a lot longer, right? But you look at what Burrow did and what Tua did. You know, Tua the one championship he got, he played one game or one half that whole year, right? And and I find it intriguing that Tua, not once did he take a team and lead them from the start of the season to the to a championship. So that's your knock on Tua. That that's that's my knock and once again that that's not a that's not a big knock on him. He's a phenomenal player and he, he's incredible but between the injuries and the fact that he never had well he had the opportunity at least once to take a team from the start of the year to a championship and wasn't able to quite get there. Mm-hmm. And Burrow was able to, and he's not the only quarterback to do that and have a phenomenal career. Right. He wouldn't be the first for that to happen. But Burrow being able to take this team who, let's admit it, I know I I, I am the biggest LSU homer there is. <laughs> and I didn't think we had a shot last year. I was mm. going to be thrilled if we walked out of that, that year with three losses and didn't fire Coach O. Wow. That was my that was my ceiling at the start of the year. And to take this team and lead them not just to undefeated season, not just to our first college football playoff season, mm-hmm. but to a championship and to have the best offense in the history of college football. I, I don't know how you how anything's better than that. Well, I will will admit that Joe Burrow had the single greatest college quarterback season ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and watching his highlights, uh, which I've done a time or two, because as you know, I'm not a huge LSU fan, but every time I watched him, I always enjoyed watching him. He's a phenomenal uh, player, phenomenal talent. So, um... Yeah, it's it's going to be the age old question, and only time will tell. Obviously, who's going to have the better uh, pro career? Yeah. Um, and a lot of it 
I think is going to be wherever Tua actually lands. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's a lot more fluid than where Joe Burrow is going to land. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Bengals have already let him know he's the number one pick. I know it's the biggest shocker of the entire year. But, Whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> Twist ending. You heard it here first. Right. Joe right. Burrow is yep. the number one pick. Okay. Yep. Uh, so why don't we get into uh, your mock draft? And I have, I created, I got one round done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you have two, so I'll be interested uh, to see what your two two round draft, uh, your mock draft looks like. And I'll just simply make comments uh, on that second rounder. But but let's talk first round draft. So uh, you have Joe Burrow going to the Bengals number one overall. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> people have people say Chase Young is the best player in the draft. I'm going to have to disagree there. Chase Young's going to be a phenomenal player, mm-hmm. but if you look at who's going to impact a team more, it's going to be Joe Burrow, and right. there's no question about it. Right. The man, good grief, he has that rare ability to take a team or a, to take a situation where nobody thinks that something can happen here. Pull just something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I think back to the the Oklahoma game. Uh, shout out to all my OU fans that <laughs> that made fun of me for being an LSU fan at New Year's. <laughs> hey, uh, you showed them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I walked around the hotel lobby playing the LSU fight song at halftime, but um, I couldn't find any OU fans. <laughs> Go but, <Tigers>. uh, <laughs> but in that OU, I think it was the OU game. There's a play. Where, where Burrow gets flushed out of the pocket and he starts rolling to the right mm-hmm. and he's getting chased and there's nobody open. In fact, one of his wide receivers, I think it was Terrence Marshall, gets shoved out of bounds and like this isn't the the light shove that happened against Alabama to our tight end Thaddeus Moss. This, this was like exist. a full on. <laughs> this was like a full on tackle almost. Uh huh. And so he gets tackled out of bounds. He gets up and starts running in bounds. And at this point, Burrow's one step from the sideline. He takes a step, jumps over the uh, out-of-bounds line, and while he's in the air, throws it about 15, 20 yards deep to this player who's not even in bounds yet. Takes a few steps in bounds to regain eligibility, catches it, runs down the field for like 40 yards. <laughs> he is uh, underappreciated outside the pocket. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, he did not participate in the combine. So, um, do you know? Do you have a, an estimate as to what his forty time would have been? Well, I'm not too good at guessing that, considering my forty time is about thirty five minutes. So, um, <laughs> I, I, I know what you mean. I'm right there with you. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what his forty time is, but the thing is, he's smart with it. You know, he he'll run with the ball and he's tough. Mm-hmm. But whenever he doesn't have to take a hit, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So that's. You know, that's huge. And, Just and, ask Cam Newton. Well, and even Tua, to a certain extent. All all the uh, injuries that he's taken have come as a result of him either trying to make a play, uh, very rarely holding on to the ball too long, but, but ultimately him trying to make a play. Mm-hmm. And Which, I don't knock that at all. My football hero, Tony Romo, had the exact same thing happen to him, but you know what that resulted in? A shortened career. Right. Uh, same thing with my football hero Andrew Luck, or or one of them. Um, that was that was his Achilles heel. He kept 
taking hit after hit after hit. He made incredible plays, but um, Joe Burrow has those intangibles that he can... Uh, he, he knows how to save himself, but also um, competes at a really high level, too. So uh, that's that's going to serve him well, and I think the Bengals are just going to be better for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you have happening at number two? Number two, Washington. I hate this, but Washington gets Chase Young. Um, I'm, I'm not looking forward to Chase Young battling uh, Tyron Smith twice a year, but it's it's... It's solidified that that's going to happen unless yeah. something weird happens and they trade the pick. Right. Watch them trade the pick now. But um, <laughs> at three, three's kind of weird mm-hmm. because you've got the Lions sitting there and they need a cornerback mm-hmm. so bad. They, they traded Darius Slay. Who knows why? Right. But um, you've got Jeff Okuda there who's just so perfect for them. Mm-hmm. And yet, you've got all these quarterbacks that everybody wants, mm-hmm. and Jeff Okuda's going to last for a while if the if the Lions don't take it. Right, and and offensive tackles too. Yeah, There's oh, absolutely. Lo- lots of teams that would be very willing to move up. Mm-hmm. So, so what I have happening here is I have Miami jumping up to three. Okay. And um, and giving up the twenty sixth pick to do it. That's fair. I like that. Uh, going up and. Taking Justin Herbert. Mm, yeah. I, I hear that. I, I heard a report. I, I don't remember if it was Bleacher Report or who it was that was saying that they actually like Herbert a little bit more than Tua. Whether I agree with that or not is, you know, another issue. I think it's probably just the medicals. Sure. A lot of teams are getting scared off because Tua. You know, he's got the ankle injuries. Mm-hmm. He's got, what is it, a hand injury. He had the same hip injury that Bo Jackson had. Right. You that's... know, he's got all these things with it. And since with what's happening this year, people can't go and uh, – or teams can't go and, and have their doctors look at him and get it solidified. Okay, this is for sure. He's all right. Right. Then I'm afraid a few teams are going to err on the side of caution. Some really good players are going to drop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of it. Now I didn't in my mock I didn't have any uh, any trades. Um, I I definitely see Detroit moving down. How far they move down is is another question. But yeah, somebody's somebody's jumping up to get a quarterback, and it's probably I think Miami's got a draft capital hole burning in their pocket. Mm-hmm. They yep. they want to spend something because they have all this capital. So. Uh, yeah, I, I can see him moving up. Well, see, I, I was looking at, all right, well, who would trade for this? Well, first of all, I knew it was going to be Herbert because the, the medicals with Tua. Yeah. And so I was looking at, all right, well, the, the Chargers probably want to jump up and get Herbert. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Panthers could use a quarterback, you know, Jaguars could use a quarterback, you know, all these teams could jump up. And so what I was sitting there going is, you know, would the, would the Dolphins really trade up? get a pick whenever they're next in line to get a quarterback right well yeah because they're afraid of Tua mm-hmm. so they get in this little bidding war and at what point do the Chargers say I don't have that mm-hmm. and that's a first round pick this year right yeah um, yeah the Chargers uh it's not like they don't have any capital but in order to make that kind of move from three to six they they just don't have the capital you know, this year and next year, so. 
it's kind of like the situation where you've got the auctioneer and he's like, all right, well, what do you have? Well, what do you have? And, and, and the Chargers give it all they got. Mm-hmm. And, and the Dolphins go, well, I've got a first-round pick this year I'll give you. Right. And they go, well, Chargers, do you have that? No. No. <laughs> no, I don't. So, Miami. Yep. Okay. Well, I have I have the Lions staying at three and getting Jeff Okuda. Although, I think we're both agreed that that's probably... I think the Lions will probably still end up with Jeff Okuda. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he, he'll, he, they'll still get Okuda. Right, but later on in the draft. Yeah. Okay, uh, number four, who you got? You may not like me for this, but I have the Giants. They need an offensive lineman. Yeah. I know everyone's freaking out because Isaiah Simmons is a freak of nature. Yes. But, I mean, they have nobody. And I, I can say that as a Cowboys fan watching them several times a year. Mm-hmm. They have nobody at left tackle. I mean, sure, they got Nate Soldier, but how old is he? Uh, in his 30s, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's not a long-term. His best that's not a long-term him. situation there. At best, that's a stopgap. Right. And when you look at the drop-off from who they'll get here and who they will get in the second, it's so huge. Mm-hmm. And also the situation... You know, I don't know if you've seen that movie, The Blind Side. Oh, yeah. Good movie. Uh, There's a line in that movie that has just kind of always stuck with me. And that's, uh, you know, whenever you're writing checks after your payday, Mm -hmm. I won't say a good housewife because I I, I ain't never going to be a housewife. Um, (laughs) Good. (laughs) The first first check you sign is for the mortgage and the second is for the insurance. Right. Well, the Giants went out and they – with their sixth pick, Daniel Jones, they've got this huge investment, and yet they're getting him get letting him get the snot beat out of him. Mm-hmm. So they they've got to get him something. Yeah, and here they've got Tristan Wirfs mm-hmm. instead of Jedrick Wills, which I know you probably won't care for. Well, I have Jedrick Wills, the Alabama tackle. I have yeah. him going at number four. You have Tristan Wirfs. I, I'm not terribly upset about that because Wirfs is also a freak of nature. So, yeah, and he's also he he can play more uh, more positions along the line. Right. Wirfs is is surefire. You put him at left tackle, he's going to dominate. Wirfs, you can put him most places on that offensive line, mm-hmm. and he's going to dominate. Yeah. So that that flexibility because they do have Nate Solder. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe you put. Worfs at, at right tackle or at a guard position and let him learn under Nate. And then, you know, once you let the old guy walk off, then he becomes your left tackle. It, it gives him that flexibility. Right. I I have Worfs going at eight uh, to the Cardinals, but, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number five, this would be Detroit's pick. And I, I assume you have him picking Okuda? Of course, yeah. Okay. Uh, in mine, it's Miami picking Tua. I, mm-hmm. I'm still convinced there's there's they put out enough stuff about Tua mm-hmm. that I I'm still convinced that Miami wants Tua. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, if and for me that would be kind of him falling at at number five a little bit. If he falls to them there, I I think they would take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if it was sitting, you know, staying put, I could I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. 
but when you've got the situation where someone's going to get in a bidding war, yeah, and you look at okay, we're having two picks mm-hmm. in this, and we're going to take a guy we don't even know is healthy, right? That's where the issue comes in. If if you're not doing any trades, I could totally see that happening. Sure. Now, what I would like to happen um, is that the Chargers at number six actually get to I think that would be a better situation. I have Justin Herbert going at number six to the Chargers. Who do you have? I have two of there. You have two of there. Um, and, and, and the difference there is just, you know, if two goes to Miami, they're going to plug him in. Right. I mean, sure, they've got Fitzpatrick and they've got Josh Rosen, mm-hmm. but both of them are terrible. <laughs> I mean, not one of them belongs on a football field. Well, really. Fitzpatrick does for like two two consecutive games. You yeah, know, you're, right. you're right. You can you can throw him on there for like two games, and he'll get like fifteen hundred yards in those two games and, right. and fourteen <laughs> touchdowns, and then he'll go full Jameis Winston. Oh yeah, thirty for thirty. <laughs> yep. Throw all the interceptions till you have to bench him. He, he's he's that player where he's just bad enough. Mm-hmm. To where you don't want to play him, but he's just good enough to where you, you kind of have to. Yep. And then he builds all this confidence. He gives you all this confidence in him, and then he lets you down. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the medley. But considering that, I think Miami, if they go if they go quarterback, which I could also see them being really weird and, and surprising everybody and trying to tank again and go after uh, – What's his face out of Clemson? Dad calls him Sunshine. <laughs> he uh, he looks like Sunshine from Remember yeah. the Titans. Yeah, Al- almost. Well, that and I don't know. There's there's is no Joe Burrow looks like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say he's my guy, but he totally <laughs> does. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, th- that may happen too. I don't know. That's that's gonna be a whole another whole another ball game. I think the Patriots are tanking. To get Trevor Lawrence, but I could see that happening. That would be a Patriot thing to do. But okay, um, back to the Chargers. If, if you're the Chargers, uh-huh. you've got Tyrod Taylor in there. Tyrod Taylor's a proven, you know, stopgap. He's not someone you want to be a franchise guy, but he, he can he can be a stopgap there for a little while. Right. So you take Tua with the idea of you know what, even if he's not healthy, he can sit for a year or two because we've got this other guy in place. Right. And that's just a perfect situation for him. And also, Tua is more similar to Tyrod Taylor uh, mm-hmm. than Justin Herbert is, as far as mobility and style of play. Mm-hmm. So, and I think if Tua lands at the Chargers, that him being in that organization, I think he might have a better career than Joe Burrow just because of the organization. Because the Chargers are a relatively young team, but they have all kinds of talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Okay. Uh, let's move in. Probably better pick up the pace just a smidge. Yeah. We, we got several picks. It's just so, so many good things to talk about. Right, right. <laughs> okay, uh, seven. I, I bet we've got the same pick here. Say it on three. One, two... Three Isaiah Simmons. Simmons, yeah. <laughs> guys, guys, a beast. He's a, he's a tweener. You, I, I have no clue where anybody's going to play him, but they'll find a way. He's that good. Oh yeah, they'll find a way. Okay, uh, Cardinals at eight. I have Tristan Wirfs. You have Becton. Becton. Beckton. Okay. He's like three hundred 
350 pounds, can run real fast, real athletic. He's he's shooting up boards, and although I don't think he's the one of the top tackles, the way he's shooting up boards and as athletic as he is, someone's gonna take him too high. Yeah, yep, that's that's how it goes usually. Okay, uh, number nine, Jacksonville. Derek Brown. Uh, same. Yep, returning uh, to Jacksonville. <laughs> well. I kind of there's parts of me that feel bad for Jacksonville, and the other part of part of me is watching their implosion with great glee, because <laughs> it is it is hard to watch. They're wanting to get rid of Fournette, uh, they're wanting to get rid of uh, Ngakwe, um, you know the the owner's son and Ngakwe are having a, a war on Twitter. <laughs> yep, and it's so funny. It yeah, it's it's a beautiful tragedy. It's <laughs> and of course you, you saw the last tweet in that right where the, the owner finally just has enough and says listen we're not going to trade you until someone gives us a good offer by the way I'm sure you're driving up the price a lot right now <laughs> oh, oh right oh that's right <laughs> uh, will he learn nah probably not but if Derek you get Derek Brown in there with uh, Josh Allen from last year who was tearing it up um They've got decent pieces. Mm-hmm. I I think they'll just be stuck in mediocrity for for the foreseeable future. But you know, that's Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah that's Jacksonville. <laughs> I mean, this is a team that took Blake Bortles what third overall. And didn't they give him the fifth year option too? Yeah. Yeah. And then cut him during the fifth year. <laughs> and then cut him. What a this was what a, a great organization. <laughs> this was an enormous mistake. <laughs> I'm never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> oh, okay. Number 10, the Browns. I've got them taking Mackay Becton. You have him a little bit earlier. Uh, who's your pick? I've got them trading out of this. Okay, to Denver? Uh, yep. Denver really, really needs a wide receiver. Uh-huh. And with the, player, with the teams that are, you know, ahead of them at 15 – the only way they're getting one of the top receivers is trading. So I've got them trading their second-round pick to jump up five picks and go get CeeDee Lamb out of OU. Nice. Okay. Um, okay, I've got CeeDee Lamb going to the Jets, the very next pick. I've got Judy there, and it makes me want to cry because he'd be perfect for the Cowboys, but whatever. There, there's just not a scenario where you can see that happening. <laughs> no, and I tried. I tried real hard. You know, I, I put... I put a mock draft. I had to change my mock draft this morning because I put what I had up on this uh, site called Football's Future. I, I really like that it's a public forum uh-huh. where pe- people who are as big fans of their, their teams as I am of the Cowboys can get on there and critique you and make you feel like you're stupid. Right. <laughs> um, and I, I had one Eagles fan get on there and go, what are you, a Cowboys fan? <laughs> as a matter of fact. <laughs> Evidently, he didn't like what I did with the Eagles. But no. <laughs> oh, well. Okay, I, I have Jerry Judy going at number 12, very next pick, to uh, the Oakland Raiders. So I think we're we're really close on that. I, I, I have the Las Vegas Raiders taking oh, C.J. Henderson. Oh, that's right. They're, they're in Las Vegas. Yep. I, I'll never get used to this. Me either. Uh, CJ, I have to go back and fix it. <laughs> you know, that may ultimately be what the Raiders do. Uh, and, and we talked before about this because there are uh, the level of cornerbacks drops after you get past C.J. Henderson, I feel like. 
Mm-hmm. So, and I love Fulton. He's an LSU boy, but yeah, he's no CJ Henderson. Right. Okay. Uh, Thirteen, San Francisco. Got Henry Ruggs. So do I. Uh, that it, that to me just makes so much sense in that Kyle Shanahan offense. He's going to mm-hmm. thrive in a Tyree Kill type of a role. Especially since he just saw Tyree Kill take a Super Bowl ring off of his finger. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, and Emmanuel Sanders is 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 a good receiver, and so is Debo yeah. Samuel. But they don't have that receiver that can just take the top off of a off of a defense. And especially since they they lost Sanders, Sanders went to uh, New Orleans, right? In the offseason, right? So they so need they need there's, depth. There's a hole there for them. They need depth at, at receiver. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Okay, uh, uh, fourteen. Jedrick Wills. Okay, I've got him taking Andrew Thomas, uh, the Buccaneers. Yeah, I was, I was that. Um, yeah, Wills somehow falls. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay fans are going to be, you know, crowding the streets, you know, storming everything in, in just massive cheers and as thrilled as can be because Tom Brady's not going to die this year. So right, uh, and, and I assume you saw that uh, Gronkowski's coming back, right? <laughs> yeah. And- and now Percy Harvin is saying that he wants to come out of retirement and play for the Buccaneers. Just stop. <laughs> just, <laughs> just stop. Gronkowski, that's fine. He, he's a great blocker, and he can do five five yard curls all day long. He's he's Gronkowski. Yeah. That Percy Harvin hasn't played in the league in like six years, and he was average when he did. <laughs> There's a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I did see a video where uh, uh, Tony Gonzalez was joking about making a comeback after seeing Gronk coming back. Now, I would, I'd be fine with that. Totally fine. That's not never going to happen. Anyway, okay, yeah. f- fifteen. This would be in your mock where the Cleveland Browns would take, and mm. I still have Denver sitting here. Uh, who you got? Andrew Thomas, they they have to have something on the left side. They they signed a right tackle, but they've got nobody on the left side. There, I mean, they had Greg Robinson. I think he was a backup, but he got caught with like a hundred something pounds of marijuana at the border. So, and you just don't think that's gonna gonna pan out? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he'll be he'll be too busy and sitting in jail. Yeah, uh, I haven't taken Justin Jefferson here just because they missed out on the top three receiver sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. But Jefferson is underrated. He, Jefferson is extremely underrated. He, he can do everything. You're right. He's what six two, six three. I think he's six three. Yeah. So he's he's got a good presence. He's fast. He's got great hands. Obviously proved himself at LSU. And I think pairing him with uh, Cortland Sutton uh, oh, and yeah. Drew Locke at Denver is is going to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Okay, sixteen. 16, I've got here one of these situations where someone who should go top 10, but because of his medical issues, mm-hmm. has fallen, and that's Javen Kinlaw. Doesn't quite make it to the Cowboys, so I'm going to punch a, a hole in the wall probably. Uh, but um, but I've got him going 16 to the Falcons. Okay. I've got Clavon Chason going, going to the Falcons mm, that's 16. Guy. I know. I know. That's your guy, but he... Just barely. Yeah, I know. Out. I know. <laughs> the difference between Chason and Kinlaw really, Chason is going to be 
he, he's going to be the edge, of course. Yeah. But um, and Kinlaw is going to be more inside. But Kinlaw is he's better now. Mm-hmm. He's that polished. He's going to step in and dominate. Chase on's a little bit of a risk because a he's had injury issues. He played all last year coming off an ACL tear, mm-hmm. and then had injuries throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So what you saw last year, he's going to be better than that because that was him coming off an injury. Right. But um, Kinlaw is just so good already, and Chason has several areas where he still needs to develop. Not that good against the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons, I, I can I have a hard time seeing them passing on Kinlaw there. True. They need help all over that defensive line. Oh, yeah. So it's it's the, the classic debate, high high floor or high ceiling. Yeah. Okay, your beloved Cowboys at 17. Woohoo! Take the LSU pass rusher, Clavon Chason. Beautiful. I have him taking CJ Henderson here. Okay, I'm not going to be upset about that. Okay. <laughs> I, I I think it's a it's a little I'm, I'm afraid they're not even going to come close to Henderson. Um, we need a corner. The thing is with corner, the Cowboys have several good corners, but we don't have a top corner anymore. Right. If a top shutdown corner like C.J. Henderson's there, we take him. But otherwise, it has to be a defensive end or a wide receiver. Okay, okay. Um, so I'm not going to be upset with you taking Henderson. Now, now, what would you have been upset if I, t- if I took? I would have gotten really mad if it was, you know, like, you know, I love the man, but, but Grant Delpit. Yeah, you know, something like that. You know, a, a safety. Or Jordan Love to replace Dak. <laughs> George Jalen Hurts. No, if, if you had, if you had done what's now become popular and taken Cesar Ruiz, oh. uh, a, a center that's going to go in the second round. Yeah, that's way too early for him. Yeah, and we don't really need a center that bad. We've got we've got and we've signed people to replace Redrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that that would have been that would have made me a little frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um okay, 18. I really think that the Dolphins are going to use this pick to move up and get them one of the top tackles. Mm-hmm. Uh but in my mock draft, I have them staying put and selecting uh Javon Kinlaw. Okay, I could see that happening. Which I would I, be... I too agree that he, he'll take a They'll find a way to go get themselves a tackle. Yeah. The only issue with that is when you look at the board as far as the players that have fallen, mm-hmm. and they fit perfectly with what the teams need. They're going to have to give up a ton to jump up from eighteen because they're not only going to have to use the capital that it would normally take to go get a player, mm-hmm. but also to convince a team. You know what? I know we've got this player that we really need, and he's amazing. But let's take this trade to fall back and not get it. Right. Um, I, I have him staying put and taking Josh Jones, the mm-hmm. tackle out of Houston. And, and he's he's not. I think he's more of a project. Yeah, than he a is. prospect. But but so is Herbert. Right, but so is Herbert. Um, you know, technically, it would be a very Jets thing to do <laughs> if if they traded down to eighteen. Yeah. They, they they would live to regret it, but... Oh, sure. But it could totally happen. I don't know what more the Dolphins give up to do it, though. Well, I mean, they've already lost their... If they've traded up to three... If they if they didn't trade up to three, I could see them taking both first. 
But they also but, have two second-round picks and two first-rounders next year. Yeah, and, and it would take one of those first-rounders next year to jump from, from 18 to, to 11 mm-hmm. and to convince the Jets not to take a wide receiver, which they really, really need. Right. Agreed. Okay, Raiders at 19. Las Vegas Raiders, I'm never going to get used to that. I have them taking the superstar wide receiver out of, you guessed it, LSU, Justin Jefferson. That would be a dream come true for them. Absolutely. They take care of their, in what I have, they take care of their need at corner and their need at wide receiver, and they get really, really good players for both. Oh, yeah. I have them taking Patrick Queen, and I'm kind of rethinking this Mm. pick. Um, because in free agency, they actually stocked up on a bunch of linebackers, but their linebacking core was, was very poor last year. So, uh, I honestly, I doubt they take, take him there. Uh, it's probably more likely they, they take a corner in my mock draft. That, that would be the one I would change here. Again, yeah, if, if they don't get a corner, with their first pick, they've got to with their second because right. they, they need somebody there, especially playing, you know, Denver yeah. and playing the Chargers, playing the Chiefs. They've got to have somebody who can cover. Yes. Yeah, they need it. Okay, Jacksonville at 20. I'm taking Christian Fulton because they traded away both of their corners. Both I, of their good corners. I would like to see them make a good move like that, but it also is Jacksonville. <laughs> So I have them taking LaVisca Chenault out of Colorado. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Because uh, they just released Marquise Lee, so that leaves them DJ Chark and a bunch of dudes. So yeah, they they need receiver help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have to have it because it, it seems like they're in the mood to get rid of everyone. Yep. Um. And before you know it, they're going to sign Gardner Minshew to a you know a forty million dollar contract or something. So my, my favorite move of the off season was um, was the Bears trading away a pick to go pay uh, a career backup twenty million twenty two million dollars a year that Jacksonville signed Nick Foles to, oh, so yeah. that he can either ride the bench or make their young franchise quarterback ride the bench. Right, yeah, it's, uh, again, just two outstanding organizations just working their magic. Ugh. Little I'm... shout out. Sorry, Josiah. <laughs> Sorry, right, Josiah. <laughs> I did say outstanding organization, so take that yes. as you yes. will. <laughs> no sarcasm there. No sarcasm whatsoever. <laughs> okay, uh, 21 and Philadelphia Eagles. I have them taking T. Higgins, and that's kind of controversial because I had one person on that forum that that I do uh, tell me he was an Eagles fan, so say he thought he, Higgins was going to go in the third round. I think that's way too far, but it's very likely he falls into the second. But the Eagles need a wide receiver so bad; mm-hmm. the top four are gone, and T. Higgins is that that Alshon Jeffrey type that they like. Yes, and I. <sighs> That's a tough one. I haven't taken uh, Denzel Mims out of Baylor. Ooh, oh, I really like him. <laughs> I I know. I, I really do. I was in my mock draft 
my dream mock draft would be for him to fall uh, to number 34 to the Colts because he's got everything you like in a receiver. I don't know why he's not up there with the top four prospects. Um, Because the dude runs a 4-3-8. He's 6-3. He's got great measurables. Uh, but I guess he didn't have that great of a college career, so that may be it. Yeah. I was watching stuff on him, uh, watching some tape on him, and I was looking at I was like, good grief, he's a faster Des Bryant. <laughs> you know, whenever Des Bryant was, you know, young and, and good. Right. I was like, this is Des Bryant. He just goes up and gets everything. Yeah. Yeah. But He'll catch the same pass four times before he actually comes down with it, but he'll come down with it. Eventually. Uh, uh, well... Unless you're in Green Bay, but, you know, that's a whole nother... Oh, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I'm had to... I'm going to bite my tongue now. <laughs> I'm going to bite my tongue now, because even... You know, we got Mark, Mike McCarthy now. Right. And you know what he got asked in his opening press conference? Oh, uh, it had to be some, something about that, right? Oh, yeah, they asked him, was like, so, you were the coach for Green Bay, and you challenged that call. Did, did you think Des got it? And he comes back, he goes, well... I'm not the coach at Green Bay anymore, so I can say, oh, he definitely caught that ball. I said, that was definitely a catch. I was just throwing that up, throwing the flag, because, you know, you had to in that situation, because we would have lost if they had made the right call. Uh, Yeah, any coach (laughs) would have challenged it for that reason. But that made me so mad at that time, because I was rooting for Dallas. Mm. And I wanted them to win so bad. And I think that was... That was Tony Romo's year. If he would have won a Super Bowl, it, it was going to be in that year. Yep. Yep. And that just, mm, yeah. And who would they have played next if, had they beat Green Bay? Was it Seattle? Seattle. Who, who they had beaten earlier that year. Yeah. I I think they would have creamed Seattle. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. What might have been. Yep. Sorry. I just had to throw that in there. It's okay. I just, I may need to go grab some tissues real quick. Okay. Yeah, take your take your time. Okay. Take your time. Okay. Uh, 22 in the Vikings. Vikings need wide receiver, edge rush, and corner. They need everything, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have them taking A.J. Terrell. Okay. Because he, he, he's, a, he's a very good corner. He's on a team that won, and that's going to mean a lot more this year than it should just because people don't get to have pro days and – individual workouts with players and stuff. Right. And so I, I have them taken Terrell because they, they also, they got, did they get rid of both of their starting corners or just the one? No, uh, both. They got rid of uh, oh, Trey yeah. Waynes also. He's yeah, on the Bengals now. Points, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. They, they have to get somebody. Yeah. So AJ Terrell's the best corner on the board. I have not taken uh, Jalen Johnson out of Utah. Ooh, oh, he's also very good. I have him dropping, and I have no uh, logical reason why. Just because. Just because. Somebody's okay. going to drop, so okay. you know, we'll just look okay. at him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> might as well. Uh, 23 with the Patriots. This is hard because you look at, all right, here's the logical move. The logical move is Jordan Love. Yes, which is who but I have Belichick them taking. Move, yeah, I have them taking him too, but the, the Belichick move – is to take a safety that is projected to be an undrafted free agent that turns into an all-pro. Right. <laughs> um, Who's that going to be, though? You know, it's hard yeah, to tell. Yeah, there's no way to predict that, so I just have him getting Jordan Love, and I'll, I'll take the L on that. Okay. One come tomorrow night. Uh, Saints, 24. I've, I haven't taken Patrick Queen. 
Okay. I have them taking Jeff Gladney. Ooh, that's a good corner. That is a good corner. Because uh, they got rid of Eli Apple uh, yep. this past year. So they need a second corner to pair with Lattimore. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 25 in the Vikings. So I originally had a wide receiver here, and then all the Vikings fans on that forum came at me. And so okay. I, I was told that Brandon Ayuk was not worthy of that pick. And, and so I had to... I had to rethink that a little bit. Uh-huh. And ultimately, you know, they need an edge, so I have them taking the player with my favorite name in the entire draft. Ah. Uh-huh. Yeter Gross Matos. That's a great name. That's a football That's a, name. No. Yep. Uh, I have them taking Michael Pittman out of USC. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. I, I haven't seen anything with him going in the first, but... I haven't either. So it, it may be a little bit of a stretch, a but with him having Adam, with him having Adam Thielen, I think they need a, a big-bodied receiver to pair with him. Yeah, and there's no one better than Pittman Mm-mm. on the board, at least. Okay, uh, twenty-six. This would be the Lions for you. Yes. Okay. Uh, I have them taking AJ Epinesa if I can actually pronounce that right for the first time in my life. Hey, work for me. Okay. Edge out of Iowa. He, they have to have some kind of pass rush, and I think they're going to focus on the defense because their defense was horrible and their head coach was a former defensive coordinator. Right. Uh, it doesn't look good for him. Nope. Um, that, that makes sense. I have I actually have him dropping out of the first round, but I can see him mm-hmm. sneaking into the bottom half of the first round. Yeah. Uh, I've got... The Dolphins staying there and picking uh, Josh Jones. I could see that. Yeah. I, I, I totally see that. I have him taking him a little bit higher, but I, I would not be surprised if, if they end up staying put, taking him there. Mm-hmm. Okay, 27 and Seahawks. See, the Seahawks need a pass rusher, but all the premier ones in, in what I have are gone. Right. So, uh, unless they want to take Jack, or Zach Bond, but... Bond is more of a 3-4 yeah. outside linebacker. So I have him taking Kenneth Murray. Okay. Uh, I just see him being the type of player that Pete Carroll really likes. Mm-hmm. High character. And they do kind of need a linebacker. They, they got Bruce Irving, Irvin back, but he's like 80 years old. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, th- they could use some help. I, I've got Seattle taking Yatur Gross Matos also. Yeah. If he's there, they take him. If, and he's, if they he's there. Skip around the room as they do it. I have Kenneth Murray actually dropping to 28 with Baltimore. Who do you have? I have Zach Bond there. Okay. Uh, the Ravens like to take these people. It's like, we don't know what he can play, but he can sure tackle the quarterback. <laughs> right. He can sack the quarterback. So that's, that's pretty much what Zach Bond is. We don't know where we'll fit him, but he can sack the quarterback. So we're going to take him. He'll be great at special teams. <laughs> that may maybe all they have left um, for him to play. Uh, Twenty nine in the Titans. I'm taking Austin Jackson so because they lost. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, they lost Conklin to the to the Cleveland Browns. And how bad you have to be to lose a player to the Browns? Yeah, that's bad. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's they bad. can replace him with Jackson. Jackson can play at uh, either of those tackles. He'll be a little bit developmental, but... Right. 
you know, he'll make it work. Yeah. Okay, Green Bay. I have them taking Denzel Mims. Okay. And him and Aaron Rodgers would be lethal. It would be. I have them taking uh, Jalen Rager. Okay. Mm, I, I, I'm not mad about that. It's just I would love for him to fall all the way to 51 in the second where, you know, my, my Dallas Cowboys are because he's going to be a great player. He, he would thrive uh, in the slot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's not going to get to play that much in Green Bay. Green Bay needs needs a wide receiver who's going to be that huge, hulking, number one, you know, beast of an athlete. Right. Right. So, that that's subject to change. I could also see him taking T. Higgins here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's plenty of receivers that they could take, but I think it's going to be receiver. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. San Francisco, I have them taking Ross Blacklock. Ooh, that's that's a good pick because they do need a, a defensive line. Interior, since, yeah. Yeah, since, you know, do, do you know who they traded away? They, De- they got a first-round pick for some spare that they traded away. Um, <laughs> DeForest Buckner to the Colts, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, future I think all that pro. Be, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I think that Blacklock there would be a really good pick for them, and it would fit a need. Yeah, but I, I have them going and just taking the best player still on the board, or mm-hmm. the one that that they didn't think would be there, and that's Xavier McKinney. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I could see him bolstering their uh, their safety core. I, I couldn't <laughs> tell you who their safeties are actually. Yeah, especially because I mean they, they've got. You know what's his I, what's what's his name Sherman Richard Sherman as their starting corner. I, I wanted to say the best player in the game, but um, <laughs> yeah. I love oh, yeah, I, I love Richard Sherman. But he's old and got his lunch eaten in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and they've got they've got to bolster something there. And with the corners falling the way they did, and that incredible safety still being there, that'll shore up part of their defense backfield. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then my final pick is Kansas City taking A.J. Terrell. That would be a good pick. If he falls there, they would be ecstatic. Yeah. Uh, I have them taking Antoine Winfield. Also a good pick. Who Safety, is a, right? He's a, he's a riser. He's he's. I have him listed as a defensive back because okay. he can kind of do either. Okay. And Kansas City, they could use another safety. They mainly need a corner, and Winfield's just going to give them a lot of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so that's the first round. Uh, our projected picks. So uh, we're running close to time. So what I'll ask you to do is just run through your second round pick, and I will either say yay or nay. Okay. Okay. Uh, Cesar, Cesar Ruiz to the Bengals. Yay. Colts get Trayvon Diggs. Uh... You don't like your Alabama guy. I don't. I don't know. It's it's high for me. I just, I I like Trayvon Diggs, but I I don't know. Okay, I, I'll 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 remain neutral. I would okay. have preferred them take someone else. I that that's just me. Okay. Okay. Uh, Lions get Lloyd Cushenberry. Yay. Center out of LSU. The Giants get Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver out of Arizona. Yeah, okay. They, I mean, Daniel Jones has nobody to throw to. Is nobody. 
Well, I'm happy with that. I just wish. Me too. <laughs> I'm just. I'm sad for Brandon Ayuk. That's yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. Chargers taking Ezra Cleveland, the line offensive lineman out of Boise. Yeah. Okay. Grant Delpit following all the way to 38 with the Panthers. Ooh. I love Delpit, but I'm afraid his his injuries are going to scare some people off. But that's going to be a really good pairing. Oh yeah. In oh, yeah. My, okay, in my mind, I would like to see Grant Delpit or Xavier McKinney go to the Colts. I Personally, I think they need safety help more than they need corner help. But really? Okay. Okay. Okay, I have the, continue. The Dolphins taking LaVisca Chenault. Yay. And Chenault following because of health issues. Right. Uh, the Texans taking Jeff uh, Gladney. Yay. Cleveland taking Blacklock. Okay. The Jaguars taking Matt Pert. Peart? Pert? I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah. I've tried all week and I can't get it. That'll work. Um, offensive lineman out of Connecticut. Uh huh. The Bears taking Ashton Davis. Safety out of California. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the Colts taking Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. If he falls, I'm in love with it. That's fantastic. Tampa Bay is going to add to Tom Brady, Gronk, uh, Mike Evans, and Chris... Go- uh, is it Godwin or Goodwin? It's yeah, Godwin. Godwin, yeah. Uh, Godwin. They're going to add Jonathan Taylor to that. <laughs> Look out. And their defense is going to give up 90 points a game. Well, um, well who cares, though, right? <laughs> yeah. Cleveland Browns shore up their wide receivers with Ken Hamler in the slot with uh, Odell Beckham and... Jarvis Landry. That's a bigger need than than people realize. They don't yeah. have that third receiver. Mm-mm. Same with the Cowboys, and I have the Cowboys addressing that here shortly. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, Falcons. Jalen Johnson falls to the Falcons. Okay. And I don't have much of a reason for that. No, that that's a great pick for them if that happens. Yeah, M- much. A lot of the things I see, some have Jalen Johnson in like the first round. Some have him in like the third. Hmm. It just kind of jumps all over the place. So I'm like, oh, let's find a happy middle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Wilson, offensive lineman for Georgia, going to the Jets. They'd be happy. Uh, Marlon Davidson out of Auburn, going to Pittsburgh. Ooh. That's just what they need is another defensive piece to make that uh, front seven that much more terrifying. Yep. The Bears getting Noah Igbenogany. Okay. I can't pronounce. That is a phenomenal name. Corner out of Auburn. I have Jalen Rager then falling all the way to 51 to the Cowboys. Ooh. And That would be you know, a good it's day. A little, it's a little bit of a homer pick. I'm going to admit. It's a little <laughs> bit of a homer pick, but I could, I could see it falling that way. And if it falls that way, I think they'll take it. Yes. Uh, the Rams taking another phenomenal name. Uh, Prince Tego Wanagoho. Oh, uh, the tackle out of Auburn, right? Yep. Yep, tackle out of Auburn. Okay. I love that name. The Eagles taking Bryce Hall, the cornerback out of Virginia. The Bills taking Javaris Davis, cornerback out of Auburn. Mm-hmm. Ravens. Ravens are going to add Devontae, uh, or sorry, DeAndre Swift oh. to Lamar Jackson. It breaks my heart, but it's a great pick. Yeah, it is. It really would be. And, uh, and I can see that happening. I, these oh, running yeah. backs are should 
should be good enough to move up into the first round, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see that happen. But whoever grabs him in the second round is getting a real steal, I, th- I feel like. I, I really think that the running backs would be in the first round if it was like a year or two ago. Oh, yeah. And that's because of Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Todd Gurley, you know, the, the best running back in the league, tearing everything up, taking his team on his back to the Super Bowl, gets the biggest contract, and then tears his knee up and now has all this guaranteed money that's, you know, dead in the cap. Right. Worked out well for and him. And I think that's just scared everybody off oh, from yeah. paying the big-time running backs. Oh, yeah. Other than Christian McCaffrey, strangely. Yeah, which is totally weird, but... You know, I can see it happening. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is out of this world. Yeah. Uh, Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma going to the Dolphins. Let him shore up the defensive line. Okay. Uh, The Rams taking J.K. Dobbins to replace uh, uh, Gurley. That'd be a great pick for them because he's great on the backfield. Yeah. In the passing game. I have the, the Vikings taking Jonah Jackson. Okay. Inside, uh, interior offensive line out of Ohio State. I may tweak that and give him a wide receiver. I've got another, you know, 24 hours to deal with that. <laughs> right, okay. Pete Carroll, you never know what on earth he's going to do. So I have him taking the risk that he likes to take. Willie Gay Jr., the linebacker out of Mississippi State, um, he, he would be up there with Queen and Kenneth Murray if he didn't – was it that he choked one of his coaches? What? He, he either choked him or, or he punched him in the face. I don't remember. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of those guys. But so is Frank Clark, and they took him in the second. And the Seahawks took him in the second round. So he's just so they, he's just hoping he's well liked enough that he's not going to get choked. I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carroll tends to take these guys. They're like, wow, he would be a top fifteen pick, but he's a horrible person. I'll teach him to be good. I'll teach him, and he'll be a great football player. <laughs> Well, he does a lot. More power to you. Yeah, go Pete Carroll. Okay. Um. Oh, good. Oh, I may have to rethink that because I think I had them taking Kenneth Murray in the first round. Oh, how did I miss that? So they would have Kenneth Murray and Willie Gay Jr. I don't know if linebackers that big of a need. I may go back and change that. Well, yeah, because they already have. Uh, oh, what's his face? Um, Wagner. Yeah, they have Wagner. I'm gonna have to go back and and. Take another look at that. Okay, uh, I'm I'm fairly confident Willie get, they they're planning to take Willie Gay in the second because otherwise he's going to go in like the fourth, right? And so they may not go Murray in the first because of that. I I would think if it's not pass rusher, it may be corner. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that happening. Okay, uh, I have the Ravens getting Chase Claypool, finally having a big wide receiver for Lavar. Again, not fair. <laughs> Tennessee Titans taking Lucas Yang, uh-huh. offensive lineman out of TCU. Mm-hmm. The Packers doing what the Packers do and taking a quarterback. Jalen Hurts out of OU. Jalen Hurts. See, yes. uh, everyone that I have seen puts Jacob Eason ahead of him. So you have... Interesting. You have them taking Hurts. Hurts... Hertz has a lot of talent. He does. He just needs to learn how to be the right type of quarterback. Right. And so for a team like the Packers, who would be drafting to say, you know what, we're going to let you sit for a couple years mm-hmm. and learn how to be a quarterback from Aaron Rodgers, taking someone who has all the talent in the world is is perfect for them. Mm. 
me like. Okay. I have the Kansas City Chiefs <clears throat> taking Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And this bothers you, doesn't it? I don't mind the Chiefs. I actually kind of like the Chiefs. For some reason, half the people at Grapevine, uh, home uh-huh. congreg- my home congregation, half the people there are Chiefs fans. You know, they're from Missouri for some reason. And so <laughs> there's so much Chiefs going around. I actually root for the Chiefs quite a bit because of that. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and so I wouldn't be upset about it. I'm just sitting here thinking about what that would do to the offense. Good grief. Oh, he's he's a bigger, thicker Darren Sproles. Yeah, he's nearly impossible to bring down. He, he proved yeah. that time and time again, especially against Alabama. I didn't want to say that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's to, that's a totally fair comeback to my my previous Cowboys comment. <laughs> and then lastly, I've the, I've the Seahawks taking Matt Hennessy out of Temple. Okay. Help Russell Wilson stay upright for once in his life. Well, that's... I don't know if Russell Wilson would know what to do. Right. <laughs> what do I do now, guys? It's okay. You just you just throw the ball. But but I've never done that before. <laughs> just wait. Stand in one place for once. What? <laughs> Coach, is that okay? <laughs> just runs out of the pocket anyway. <laughs> Whew, okay, I was getting uncomfortable in there. Oh, man. Wow, well, this is awesome. This, this, this was a blast. This is the first time I've attempted a, a, a two-rounder. I've done first-rounders for the last six years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always find them fun, but I, I've, I've, because of all of this, I've been able to take the time and, and learn more about the second-round players. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this has been a blast. I probably wouldn't have done it if you hadn't have asked me to. Uh, so, so thank you for that. Well, thank you for doing it because I'm I'm glad to get your input on what the Colts are going to do. That's that's my oh, prime concern. Th- this was a blast. I always love talking to you. You know, this is probably the shortest phone call we've had in the last month. <laughs> it's, but, um, it's true. But <laughs> hey, uh, you know, we'll take it any day of the week. This has been awesome. So, and w- whether it's on the whether it's on your podcast or not, I, I look forward to you know getting back with you after the draft and. Uh, <laughs> and letting you make fun of me for how many picks I got wrong. Well, I think I think we're both going to have some uh, some critiquing here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. All right. Welcome back from our interview. We're uh, very thankful for that. And just as a, a matter of a, a final trim, you know, there's all kinds of things that we enjoy, um, but I know for myself, there was a point in time where I got way too wrapped up in football. Uh, there were times where it would ruin my day uh, if my team lost. Uh, I would be down in the dumps, um, and, um, and I would be uh, not very pleasant to be around. And while sports are fun, that's no way to live, and it's no way to live to be that wrapped up in something physical here in this world. Uh, something that doesn't even matter, something that you're not a part of, per se, uh, that uh, doesn't affect the way you live whatsoever as far as whatever happens uh, on that team. So uh, I have learned some lessons over the years um, about this, about obsession with these things. And, 
And maybe you have an obsession about football, maybe it's an obsession about something else, but always remember to keep that in check. Uh, no matter what you have to do in order to keep that in check, sometimes that may be removing yourself from it entirely, and I've uh, seen that be the case with some people. Um, but don't let yourself get so wrapped up in the things that are here in this world and the things that ultimately don't even matter that much that you lose sight on the big picture and you let it affect your mood and your relationships and how you view people. Uh, that's, that's not what sports were ever designed for. And that's not what God intends for us to do with our time and uh, these material blessings that we have here in this world. Uh, we're not supposed to be so invested in them that if they were taken away or if um, they happen to do things that we're not pleased with that we, we lose our minds and um, lose our character and our integrity in the process. So I have learned some lessons on that, some valuable life lessons, because uh, I'll admit there was, I have the tendency to be obsessed with football. Now, uh, I still very much enjoy it and follow it very closely. But if you have an obsession, don't let it rule your life. Um, focus on something else, and if you have to, get it out of your life. But keep it in a healthy moderation um, and focus on the things that are truly important, the things that truly matter, the things that are going to last and that impact you and the people that you're around for the better. Focus on those things. If you ever find yourself being obsessed over something that's ultimately causing other people harm. Well, that's all we have for the show. Thank you for listening, and tune in uh, for our next episode on The Barber's Chair.